Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here, and I've got Fred Dodson on the line. Fred has created something that I know he is very proud of, and it's something that a lot of you are going to want to hear about, especially those, well, no, I'm not going to say it. Fred, (laughs) welcome back, and why don't you tell them who this is for and what you have created here? Hello, Thomas. Just yesterday, I've published my first reality creation-themed children's book for children ages 5 to 10, which teaches the basics of reality creation, which are uh, you write something that you prefer into your heart. That's how I phrase it in the book. Then at first, when you when you have this new intention, the external reality does not react yet. And the tendency of many people is to fall back into the old patterns and habits because nothing has changed on the outside. And then the book shows how if you keep it in your heart and maintain that new reality, eventually external reality catches up. Moreover, the book um, teaches children how to deal with uh, different ways of dealing with what they feel, um, teaches values such as communicating openly with your peers and your parents, values such as good nutrition, and many more things. So this has um, been a long time, long awaited. People have been waiting for this book for 20 years, asking me to do it. Can you write a children's book? And I've always been dismissive of it, you know, saying, well, children don't need books, adults need them, and children don't need reality creation. Uh, But that's not true, you know, because children learn so much nonsense these days through the movies they watch. They learn false history and uh, all kinds of falsehoods. So I thought I might as well teach them something beautiful and useful. It's a simple book. It's fairly short and straightforward, and it includes a little sheet on which to on which a child writes down their own intentions into their heart and that's that you packed a lot into it if it's a small book you (laughs) you gave quite a list there of of concepts that are packed in there well yeah but that's about it (laughs) yeah the end But look, that is so important. And I know parents who want to raise conscious kids. I can't imagine that they wouldn't want to get their hands on this book because if you take what you have given to adults and then you bring that down to the kids who grasp this stuff, they'll never forget it. They'll never be without it. Honestly, my position now is that we need much, much more of books like this. But since I'm involved in many projects, I don't really have the the intention to do more of this. But I hope it sets an example to others for what is possible and for, for what can be done. Give us the name of the book. The name of the book is Mia's Glowing Heart. Tell us just a little bit about the storyline. For the adults, you're not going to spoil anything. (laughs) Okay, Mia is a a young girl who's not feeling feeling it. (laughs) She's not happy. 
And she takes her external reality as the reason she's not happy. So she misses out while playing soccer and friends or, or people in the schoolyard ignore her. They don't talk to her and other stuff. And then her mother doesn't spend much time with her and so forth and so on. And one day she learns that the things that are in her heart tend to manifest. And when she looks into her heart, she sees there's a, a clown of sadness and a ghost of fear. And I show these as characters in the book, the sadness clown and the fear ghost. And she needs to tell these to leave, command them to leave. And then she needs to write new intentions into her heart. So she goes into her bedroom and does that. And then she goes back out into the world and the same old nonsense is happening. She's still, even though her heart is now shining and she's in a good vibe, she's still not scoring in soccer and people are still not talking to her. And her mom still can't find, find time to, uh, to play with her. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I've set all these new intentions. Why hasn't anything changed? But as she keeps the new heart, the new intentions, things do eventually change. And she gets to know the people in the schoolyard and they like her. She does score at soccer and her mom does open up to her and spend more time with her. And now that she's found the light in her heart, she can share it with others. And she meets this boy who's down and she teaches him the technique of writing new intentions into your heart. And that's the storyline. Wow. Thomas. Yeah. Roughly. That's, that's yeah. incredible. Isn't that cute? <laughs> that, well, yes. And I would imagine what I was envisioning in my own heart as you were saying that were some parents ordering a copy for their own self <laughs> you give one to the kids that mom and dad are keeping one over here for us <laughs> because i'll tell you in a minute we had that very thing come up in the adult world on our facebook group page here just recently but let's talk about the book. Production of a children's book is a lot different from production of one of your typical books. And you've put graphics and pictures and all kinds of embellishments in the books in the past all the way through. But this is on a whole nother level. I would imagine the production of this has taken a while. Oh, yeah. It's taken longer than any other book I've done. I co-authored it with a children's book author and an illustrator. And the three of us together, we, we worked on it for about a year, um, sending files back and forth, things getting drawn up and us not being happy with it, needing a redraw. It was very expensive to produce. Um, normally, my books cost nothing to produce, and this one cost uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my goal isn't to, to get a return on investment. My goal is just to do something to do something really, really friendly, okay? Something light, lighthearted, and a positive act. 
that's 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 the main intention. Of course, kids' books are timeless, so this will be out forever and ever and ever. And the other thing is that message is a message that once you put that in the heart of a five to ten year old, when they are at their peak subconscious programming years, right there, you hit the sweet spot. No matter how they deviate or where they go in their teenage and 20-year-old and adult life, they will always be able to just push a button in their mind and come right back to that. It's amazing. We adults don't have that gift if we haven't learned this. Typically, we have to unlearn all the clogs in the pipe that we got when we were growing up. But this way, they get it. They'll always have it. Yes, and parents might find that children have a natural access to it. They already believe in that kind of stuff because they're closer to the higher realm because they just came from there. So they, they tend to believe in it and, and apply it. I believed in it as a kid without even having access to books like this. I, I applied it and believed in it. I closed my eyes and I visualized I think it'll be a blessing for, for kids and parents, really. Yeah, no doubt. Because it, it makes a kid more responsible for their for their own state, you see. We have a Facebook group, as you probably know, a private Facebook group for our listeners. And somebody in there resurrected an old post the other day that uh, was back from last year. But somebody was talking about one of the top manifesting topics, and that was money. And how they had read all the books, they had listened to a lot of your books, they've done the meditations, they were going to sleep at night with a track playing, so they got the subconscious thing while they were sleeping. And here comes an opportunity to invest in this pooled fund, and they put $24,000 into the fund and um, lost it, lost it all. It was a scam. And they were at that point of frustration, wondering what happened because I did all the work. I know you've encountered that in coaching thousands of times. What do you tell people when it still has, they can't hold it in their hand yet, and especially if it goes the other way and they end up in loss instead of gain? Well, they need to pay attention to how they feel about the loss and react to the loss because it is in the moment of greatest loss that you can that it comes up from the subconscious what you're actually creating what you're actually really feeling not what you claim to feel or believe but what you really believe is most easily experienced in the greatest crisis you know when when i had half a million dollars stolen from me and I was okay with it, I realized, man, this, this guy really, he really believes. He believes in his inner prosperity. So I've lost much, much more than that and several times in my life. And it was okay because I truly believed. And if, if this person is not okay with that and fearful because of it, that it simply reveals what the person really believes. So it's a good time to really pay attention because if you can be okay with that, you've transcended poverty. If you can be okay with losing everything, in that, at that moment, you have transcended poverty for the rest of your life and you're never, ever going to be poor again. That's, that would be my message. Excellent. 
great. I'm going to post that in the Facebook group. Thank you. <laughs> Good answer. I was not aware of any of any Facebook group. No, but. Uh, Good for you. Good for you. Well, we have a private group, several thousand people in there, and it's just a it's a place where they people have to answer questions as to whether they're a podcast listener and why are they coming to the group? Because we want people to be able to ask things like that and let the guard down and not we don't tolerate all the typical stuff that you find online. It's a really tight group with some great people in it. Good. Excellent. Now, obviously, you've created a tool here for parents to give to their kids to help guide them in this conversation. But another topic that I would have thought that you have probably coached a lot, parents who come to you and say, we've been given the gift of these children and we want to do it right. We want to raise them so that they are conscious, so that they understand reality creation and they understand this level of spirituality. How do we do that? What do you tell them? It's good if they can develop their own imagination and not have everything fed to them through screens. That's one of the main points, really, because you see kids nowadays, they learn to, they're, they're sitting on TikTok and you, you observe them and they're kind of using their thumb scrolling and scrolling through Twitter or TikTok and if something is not immediately entertaining and does not immediately trigger their emotions, they use their thumb, they move on. Their attention span is really low. So they're looking for the kick. And that's what these things are designed to do. You scroll until you get your kick. Okay. Now this is this video after 10 seconds. No, it's boring. I've decided I don't want it. Where's my next kick? And that's a total, total dependence, Thomas on external imagery instead of developing your own. Kids develop their own by telling stories, making up stories, making paintings, making drawings. The emphasis here is on making and creating, making crafts, uh, creating a song, creating a dance, developing an idea, having a debate, uh, allows you to develop your own ideas. I just posted today that a Super Bowl ad costs $4.5 million. Why is that? It's because external imagery influences mind, body, subconscious. Otherwise, a Super Bowl ad wouldn't cost $4.5 million. And the reason I post that is because just the other day, someone told me that... Uh, this whole Im imagination stuff doesn't work. Well, if it doesn't work, why are they investing so much money to put out their imagery to influence uh, people and children? So all this uh, being fed and all this TikTok scrolling and uh, attention getting, uh, that's not the way to develop a child. I'd reduce that. I mean... I realize that uh, it's easier parenting to have a kid sit in front of a screen. It makes parenting very easy. They're entertained all day. <laughs> but it's not good for the kid to be, to be that all the time, to spend seven hours a day in front of a screen without developing thought of your own. That's really the main point. Then the second main point, of course, is nutrition, real food, 
natural food versus processed food, which is uh, definitely linked to more well-being and more intelligence and more willpower. Yes. Those are great points and ones that our culture has moved quite a ways away from, unfortunately. That's true. I was at the upper end of the age bracket that you mentioned, 5 to 10. I was 10, 11, 12, 13, when the programming that set the course of the next 40 years of my life really ramped up. And when I made all these changes 13, 14 years ago now, that just had in my heart this strong desire to help families with kids, raise those kids with this message instead of a message that disempowers. So I am so thrilled that you created this tool and everything that I'm doing and all of the work of this podcast and all of the parents that drop in and are affiliated here, I want them to hear about it because this is so needed and I really appreciate you doing it. You're very welcome. And thank you, Thomas, for hosting a podcast to which there's no audiobook. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> we, there's a lot more going on in our worlds than just that. So you're welcome here anytime, as we've said many times. Thanks, Fred. Really appreciate it. All right. Be well. The book, again, is called Mia's Glowing Heart, and it's available as of the release of this podcast on the website realitycreation.org. And I certainly, too, am one of those who is very glad this book is out. Hope you'll pick a copy up for your family or grandkids. And if you don't, share it with somebody who does. This is how we can change the consciousness of the next generation. So glad to be affiliated with Fred and the breadth of his work. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the book. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey, too. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.